All right, folks. Hey, we're back at it. Thank you for joining me. Okay. February 16th, 2023. And we're moving pretty quickly. A lot of events taking place. Threw in the all caps shocking clickbait title into the tonight's stream here. I am coming to you live with a little cold, so I do apologize, okay, if we sound a little stuffed up. We're burning right through it. Just took a long, hot shower trying to burn it out of me. Drinking our tea, drinking our water, watching the water, watching the liquidity crisis, watching the debt and currency reset underway. Other countries moving faster than the United States. Still getting fat and happy over here in the U.S., so God bless the United States of America and those of us that are putting up the fight. Putting up the fight, guys, and as you can see right now, we can't trust anybody. Mainstream news, these corporations uh, not, not providing answers along with the politicians in cohorts when these events take place. Situations unfolding, I don't know. You tell me, <clears throat> is it a series of unfortunate events uh, or is it just a coincidence? You, you know, what's going on here? What do you want to call this series of events to begin 2023? Truly incredible. Full update for you guys tonight. Cryptocurrency, current events, and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. I am your host, and if you haven't already, please, let's smash the thumbs up and make sure you hit that notification bell after you subscribe so that you don't miss any of our content posts and stuff normally on a daily basis. We're just trying to pump it out for you. And we go live Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. At the time of this recording, 23,000, and let me refresh actually. Yeah, 23.8 for Bitcoin, back below 24,000 for Bitcoin. We're back down after we pumped it up again today. Ethereum, 1,600, just under 17. Ethereum, uh, sorry, XRP up to 39 cents. We're watching XRP at a 39 cent price right now. Let's check it out, folks. Current events. <clears throat> we have a train carrying hazardous material derails outside Detroit tonight. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's like... Literally just multiple events taking place every single day. The The news has plenty of stuff to talk about because this is just a nonstop show that's taking place here. And, and I put out a tweet here tonight, actually. Let me go look at my profile. I'm going to show you guys this. Uh, this is a railway here in Ohio and in Indiana. And this is truly incredible. Let me make sure you guys can see that there on YouTube. Guys, I, I, I mean... This is incredible. The infrastructure in the United States, we know it is weak. We know it is old. Uh, this railway here in um, Ohio to Indiana. Ohio to Indiana right there. That is a rough ride. That That's a bumpy ride. And so I just put out the tweet. I retweeted that. I said, any train operators on Twitter, is this normal? And, and I would ask this question to TikTok and YouTube as well. Uh, do we have any train operators out there? I mean, what is this situation? I know the infrastructure in the United States is poor. The inner cities of America are getting um, in a tough situation, to put it nicely. And it's interesting to see this because it's almost like they're letting it happen. They're, they're letting the decline of, of these cities happen fast. And let me put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Let's get that thing shut up while we put on our stream here tonight, guys. I apologize. Okay. It's interesting to watch in the United States. Like I said, we've just been having a good time. But when you really look at the details of the data, the economic data, and then you really look within this country at our infrastructure, uh, any train operators, drop some comments down below. What can you guys say on this? Uh, you know, I asked Twitter here, TikTok maybe. Anybody who works the railways, I mean, 
what is that? What what did we just watch? That was a bumpy ride. And what can we do about this? I mean, is, is this something that's going to take decades to fix? Um, you know, w- when I go to these big cities near me, Seattle, Vancouver, uh, it's it's almost as if they're nonstop under construction and always under development. Um, and it just truly blows me away for the amount of money that's spent in what's getting return on some of these projects. And obviously, I really only know about the local projects that have taken place in my area, but some of them have been an absolute joke and a waste of money. Um, I'm not going to get into them here on this stream, but I'm just asking and putting this out here for everyone tonight. uh, What is the state of this U.S. infrastructure? Are these just accidents caused by negligence on the companies, uh, you know, the infrastructure, combination of both, bad weather? Um, I, I, what is the excuse? What is going on? Because the EPA showed up today in Ohio, didn't provide any value. Biden spoke today. Maybe he, you know, made some people feel good. I don't know. You guys tell me. The, the, the federal government, the entity that is our federal government of the United States here, isn't here to help us. If we haven't figured that out by now, right? So, you know, I'm going to ask the questions that need to be asked, and I'm going to try to hold some people accountable when they say, okay, we're going to invest millions upon millions, billions of dollars in all this infrastructure. What are they building out? What are we, what are we actually going to get done here? Um, you know, they definitely want to invest in the infrastructure with the Green New Deal, but we understand um, the misuse of funds that's taking place over there, right? And so, yeah, I'm all for rebuilding America, but Let's get the government out of the way. You know, for the most part, I think that the the problem here is we have gone too far. And so these three-letter agencies like the EPA that are going to show up are just as bad as the SEC. And with every everything that unfolds, every event, they use to their benefit. They never let a crisis go to waste. This is the motto that they live by. Order out of chaos. Order out of chaos. And they definitely have a plan. I mean, that was Elizabeth Warren's motto. Elizabeth, I got a plan for that Warren. Janet, no telling, yelling. Wall Street has them, right? And other entities as well. And so that's the situation from a frustrated American who sees this taking place. Is it real? Is it uh, an attack? Um, You know, is this an attack from within? Or is this our infrastructure is just bad? We got a little bit of both. What's happening on the television, the television, truly incredible. What they try to tell us every single night, every single day, they have a message and agenda to tell us, and they have another event every day. It's another event, one after another. You know, and just to add, and just to, you know, make, make a final point on this statement, I saw today, they described the shooting in, in El Paso as a rampage. All caps rampage. Now I get it. I put all caps shocking events in my title, right? Because this is shocking to me. That that's not clickbait when you can back it up. In my opinion, that's not clickbait. But the way that they are just just grasping here to turn every story into this anti-gun. I mean, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. You guys know where I stand and what my program is, and I'm very clear about that. And my program is living my life and not trying to enforce my will, not trying to enforce my agenda on other people. See, and, and, and that's where we're at right now. 
in the United States with Gary, good guy Gary, Joe, and others, we have a we have a a shell organization that's left. See, see, Trump kind of kind of handcuffed a lot of the regulators, and he did a lot of things to restructure this. As soon as they flipped this thing back to Joe running the show, they tried to undo a lot of it. And we look at what Gary's doing. We look at who who the the EPA shows up and tells us it's all safe and you're good to go. And you guys are seeing the images that are coming. And this is not a laughing matter, actually. And this is the funny part, guys. Markets are up. This is the funny part, is how they trick everyone. They give the masses a little pump. They give the crypto bros a little pump. They give the Bitcoin boys a good time. Back up to 25K, it, it, you know... Um, set off the rocket emojis and the O-face captions and thumbnails and clickbait. And let's send it. <laughs> and I, you know, you know, I see Alex Cobb put out, a, uh, what was the title of his video? You have to believe in this pump. <laughs> and I love it because he's just kind of cheerleading XRP. And, and so that's all love and respect to Alex Cobb. But that just, it just cracks me up. We got to believe in this. I don't want to pump right now. I mean, if, if we get a clarity in the SEC lawsuit, if we start to go for XRP or these utility cryptocurrencies, uh, that's going to be the moment that we've all been waiting for. But I'm not expecting that right now. I, I mean, the fundamentals have not changed. The manipulation has been ramped back up. And I'm going to show you guys that in tonight's live stream. But we have serious situations. My clickbait of choice tonight, shocking events unfolding. Maybe a series of unfortunate events, just a coincidence, or maybe there's a little bit more. You guys let me know in the comments down below. And the crypto market is pumping. <laughs> this is how they distract us. This is how they manipulate us. And uh, we're going to get into the markets here at the end of this show, the, the charts. I'll show you guys my trade setup and where we're at with that. We, we are back in profit, by the way. That happened rather quickly. But anyways, let's let's continue on with the update before I ramble here all night. I appreciate you guys for joining me. I got the sickness, so we might be rambling tonight. Not exactly 100%, but we're going to keep it live. As always, Johnny Midnight sharing this one. Recession confessions. I don't know if this is true. This is just a tweet here. I am the executive of a hazmat suit manufacturer. I got direct orders by someone with the feds to increase production by 10x and run our plants nonstop. Get ready, folks. It's going to get bad. Go home, hug your wife, and tell her you love her. I, don't, I, I can't confirm that, but guys, this was a true statement. This was a true statement. This was stated yesterday by Senator Kennedy. Lock your doors tonight. And this was after he was leaving the congressional briefing on the objects, balloons that have been shot down recently, was asked what he took away from the briefing for which he stated, lock your doors tonight. I, what is going on in the United States, folks? Check this out. This has been going on for a long, long, long time. Um, at, at, at least 2017. And last week we were told 2019. Um, that's what I took away from it today. Thanks, Thanks so, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Lock your doors tonight. Thank you. This has been going on for a Final words. <laughs> Lock your doors tonight, folks. Wow. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know, right? You come, come from the classified briefing on what took place, what's up with the objects, what's up with the balloons. Joe showed up, made a statement, and the show goes on, guys. It's just truly incredible. They really got us looking every which way. Let's go right through it, guys. Rapid fire. We have Russia is preparing a special meeting of the UN Security Council over Nord Stream explosions, folks. There's a lot that's about to be revealed. I, I like to say all truth will be revealed, but it's happening fast. Breaking Russian parliament to hold, quote, extraordinary meeting. On February 22nd, days after Russian ships armed with tactical nuclear weapons deployed in the Baltic Sea for the first time in 30 years. They are making moves over there in Russia. We see Ukraine. They want to fund more. Mitch McConnell said the most important thing that we can do right now is defeat Russia in Ukraine. Okay. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. Just in, this is from the Kobesi letter. PPI data from January was revised higher showing inflation at 6.5% instead of 6.2%. This comes after both December and November CPI inflation data was revised higher last week. First, they revise the numbers, then they start changing the calculation methodology. They are manipulating the data, manipulating the reality all the way through and through. Now, good guy Gary shows up. I'm not going to give him any airtime here tonight, but I am going to show you guys what took place yesterday. The SEC proposed to expand and enhance the role of qualified custodians when registered investment advisors custody assets on behalf of investors. Through our rule, investors would get the time-tested protections and qualified custodians they deserve. What does this mean? Look at good guy Gary. And they even put up the Simpsons. See, they even do the mockery right here. They put up the Simpsons clip. You know, whether it's ground key groundskeeper Willie from the Simpsons or whether it's you, that's what they think of you guys. He thinks of you as groundskeeper Willie who can't think for himself. That's how they think of us. And that's how they're treating us. And that's why Gary Ginsburg, he also wants to raise the accredited investor limit up to 10 mil. So you'd, you'd have to have a net worth of 10 million to be able to invest in pre-IPO real opportunities. Instead of piling into the 401ks and being sold the same thing that everybody else is getting sold on the Wall Street shill. Good guy, Gary. But what's moving here? What's moving right now, Gary? the SEC and the regulators making their move on crypto. Some regulators have like Gary, like trying to choke the whole thing off right now. And you're seeing a coordinated effort by some of these other agencies as well. Uh, you, you know, and we know where Janet, Janet Notel and Yellen stands, right? And we saw the White House report kind of on where this goes. And then with SC, with Gary Ginsburg and the SEC, they are going to be able to go after a lot of this space, guys. If, if your project did an ICO, and if or the project is not built out or it wasn't built out at the time of the ICO, I mean, look at these things. Most of them do meet the Howey test. Fines will be served. So ask yourself, if you've invested in a project that's done in ICO, did they conduct it you know, overseas? Did they do one like Algorand? See, if you're buddies with Gary Gensler and you do your ICO like Algorand, you might get the green light. You might get that pass right? But you have to go book, back and look at most of these projects did ICOs. It's just a matter of, are they going to settle up outside of court or is it going to go to go to the court with uh, the SEC? So good guy Gary is able to come in right now and he's applying the same thing for custodians, the same thing for custodians. And it's all funneling this whole space. All these cryptos are going to go away, funneling it into just a few main ledgers, right? The government's ability to actually control or release their own CBDCs happening in real time. 
Okay, but look closely. Look closely at who's stepping up. Who's getting in line to service this? I got a tweet here from Standard Custody. And, and they, they put out this tweet literally right after the SEC made this announcement. They are tapped in and they know. They're prepared. Check, check the boxes here. Qualified custodian, 100% segregated accounts, conflict-free, no trading, lending, borrowing, regulated, insured, and bankruptcy remote. It's time to talk about options. Call us. Same name, new standard. This is a standard for institutional-grade custody, and they are a wholly-owned subsidiary of PolySign. That's right, folks. That's right. The next generation digital asset custody solution for institutional investors, a wholly owned subsidiary of PolySign. You guys can see it right there. Tell me that they weren't ready to drop that tweet. Right as Gary Gensler launches his attack, come on over, come on in. And this is where we're seeing the incumbents are battling to maintain market share. That's going to be the JP Morgan and gang. But then you're seeing new players on the block, PolySign, right? Um, you, you know, you know, PolySign, Standard Custody, BNY Mellon, making moves here, and and they're trying to uh, maintain what share they had, and then you have new folks stepping up on the block as well, same time. Okay, now let's let's check the FUD. Let's check the FUD because you guys know me. I'm going to bring up the real issues. I'm going to bring up the real concerns, and I'm not going to BS. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Okay. But let's check the FUD real quick on USDC. Is USDC going anywhere? Spoiler alert. I don't think they are. I think that they've been prepared and working with the bankers and the regulators from the very beginning. They're not trying to step on any toes. They're now putting out weekly audits. And then we have the following data points here from Yano, Jason Yanowitz. Lots of FUD about USDC right now. Keep in mind, BNY Mellon is their custodian. BlackRock manages their reserves. Visa settles transactions in USDC. 100% backed by cash and treasuries. Audited by Deloitte. Annual audits filed with SEC. I think the FUD is overblown. And they're putting out weekly reports now on their reserves, like I said. So I think that USDC is going to have the green light. You know, and, and this is the thing is that you know, don't be scared, right? If you're still in this space, do not have concern if you've invested in real assets and you've done your research on who is actually going to be building real in building and having real value settle on their ledger and who's positioned to take significant market share in this new financial system. BNY Mellon. I got a whole deep dive coming on BNY Mellon, guys. This is going to be very, very interesting. And how much XRP the heir of BNY Mellon accumulated before he died, quote unquote, died before he McAfee himself. Or I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Untimely death. But this guy was was the heir of the BNY Mellon, and he accumulated a huge amount of XRP. Put it in a bunch of cold storage uh, that was scattered throughout the country before his untimely death. But I have a whole deep dive on BNY Mellon, and I do believe that USDC is going to get that green light when it is all said and done. Now, as far as the manipulation, the smoke and mirrors, as my good friend Bare Naked Crypto calls it, yesterday we see this, folks. I know you can't read that. This is a tweet here from Unusual Whales. This is when the FTX judge ruled and basically released the people, the two guys from Stanford that bailed out Sam Bankman-Fried. So at the very time that Sam Bankman-Fried gets bailed out, we start a massive, massive pump yesterday. And that's the one that took us up to 25K. Okay. And this is Waves. He's showing us Waves protocol right here as well. But what what's happening, guys, right now is the crypto manipulators, these whales, 
They're making big moves behind the scenes here. Check this one out. Check this one out, guys. 270,000 USDC transferred from Justin Sun to Binance. How about that? So they're literally covering their loans, covering their margin, paying back their leverage. They're covering their asses. 270 million USDC transferred from Justin Sun to Binance. And this is all being tracked. And then we have this one from Dirty Bubble Media. Another whale alert. We have 49 million Tron minted at Binance. All sorts of games underway. Today, here's the data. No, B, no bias BS. This is from Inspo Crypto on Twitter. The recent pump was driven with stablecoin BTC futures. The aggregated CVD showing 2 billion. If we add the BTC margined CVD to, we see 2.34 billion in futures while only 190 million in spot aggregated CVD. While the price goes up, funds ETF. And this right here, folks, pretty clear to see. We can track it all on chain now. Now we can watch it with these derivatives, right? The order books. And you can see the manipulation clear as day. So we pumped up to 25K. Now we're back down below 24K. I'm going to show you guys the sticks at the end of this session after we get into the buildup, the hype. Excuse me while I blow my nose real quick here. Let's take a look. I'll show you guys the chart. I'll give you a quick glimpse at the charts while I blow my nose here. Right. I apologize, folks. We are back. We are back. Gave you a quick glimpse at the sticks. We'll be checking that at the end, okay? We'll be checking that at the end. Right back to it. Okay. Guys, this is what we're waiting for. Uh, so we have the ISO 222 migration for Swift is taking place in March. They're already talking about it. Check this one out. This is a tweet here from Swift. Exciting era for cross-border payments as ISO 222 standard is globally introduced in March of 2023. BNY Mellon. Oh, there's that name again. BNY Mellon's Isabel Schmidt shares benefits for banks and customers with Swift's Stephen Lindsay at Cybos. And so you're seeing it now, Swift putting out a lot of these tweets actually, and they're talking about this date. Don't be expecting the pump. I'm gonna tell you guys right now, I wouldn't be expecting the pump to be taking place on this date, okay? There's still a lot to be cleaned out in this space, but as we start to see this rollover, I, I, I think that we are building up here for the utility run that we've been waiting for. Now check this out. Swift has verbally confirmed the implementation of ISO 222 in a few short weeks. Let me play this clip for you guys. You have to support all of them. and You need to support all of them in a rich and robust way. Uh, you know, Christine talked about what happens when something goes wrong. It's always easy to talk about the happy path, um, but you also have to be able to be ready for worst case scenarios. And I think the industry has done a lot for that. Um, in 2023, I think the biggest thing that we'll see, and it's hard to say here six weeks away, from the ISO general go live and not talk about ISO being a major kind of uh, watershed event in the global industry. You'll have Europe, you'll have all of the cross-border space kind of mass adopting, obviously links phase two here in Canada is a significant milestone and it's the start of a journey, right? So, you know, it's a three-year coexistence period for the SWIFT community. 
that we'll continue to learn and grow on. Beyond that, you know, driving adoption of tools, uh, payment pre-validation, SwiftGo, um, that and making them more widely available to reduce those frictions and to streamline payments. I like what Christine said earlier, not every payment has to be instant. You have to be prepared to um, support instant, but if you're under attack and all the you know, things that Sean talked about from a fraud perspective, you may wanna slow things down a little bit if you're a large corporate and you feel you're under that type of attack, right? So that payment certainty, I think, you know, regardless of the type of payment, you want to know when, you want to know how much it's going to cost, and there are other characteristics that will be important to you, making sure that you're connected to be able to pay anyone, right? It's not a technology challenge, it's a regulatory and compliance challenge, and I think that's regardless of the type of payment. And the last thing I'll say is here in 2023, it's definitely already been a journey. Over the last several years, the industry has really raised the bar with unsecurity on payment tracking and now richer data as we move forward. So looking forward to great things in the community 2023 and beyond. Yeah, so he describes it as a watershed moment. So I mean, I mean, I would be pleasantly surprised if they did send it. Maybe they would send it before March, right? I don't have my hopes up. I just need to see a lot. Maybe the crypto space can get cleaned up and we can get regulations over the next month. A settlement in the SEC lawsuit, that would be a big watershed moment for XRP and Ripple, absolutely. But once again, he describes it as a watershed moment. And you just think of that visualization, right? You think about that liquidity. It's it's opening up and it's just going to keep on coming from here, right? So so he calls it, he basically describes the three-year process, right? Calls it a watershed moment. And he says, it's not the tech. The tech isn't the problem. It's the regulatory challenge, okay? And we're starting to see the SEC wants to make their push. That's fine. That's fine. We've invested in assets and utility uh, projects that have done things the right way. We're not worried about that. We're not worried about the SEC's case against our cryptos, right? And, and we've invested accordingly for that watershed moment of utility coming into DLT, coming into this tech. As he said, this tech ain't the problem. It's the regulatory challenge, okay? But we're seeing that breakthrough. We're seeing Swift go live. This is a three-year rollout process. Are we going to be at five-digit XRP in March? No, Okay, maybe, but um, I'm, I'm not hanging my hat on that one. Uh, five digits, maybe at some point. I, I do think it is possible. I know that offends some. I know the thought police don't al allow us to say that. Um, I do believe in incredible things happening on distributed ledger technology, and, and I'm talking about trillions of dollars being settled daily, tr trillions being settled daily, and um, quadrillions of dollars worth of value that has to be poured into DLT. You can do the mass. We go somewhere very interesting. Now, huge shout out to T's Crypto Spot for sharing this one with me. And I was actually chopping it up in a Twitter space with T's Crypto here earlier today. Uh, always nice to talk to somebody who understands the tech way better than I do. T, someone who's you, you know in uh, computers and tech and code and doing that program and uh, very tapped in. Very good understanding of the tech side of this. And and when you get someone who kind of understands the bigger macro picture, picture as well, too, you can have a lot of fun going back and forth. So huge shout out to Tease Crypto for sharing this one. Originally shared by True Seeker, guys. This is the shocking events that we're talking about that I put in tonight's title. These shocking events are what they're talking about. And I want you guys to take a look at this. This guy is sitting back, lean back at the World Government Summit. So, so all of these guys are sitting in their chairs, nice and comfy, lean back 
as they just talk about the events that are going to be coming to usher in this new system, right? And this guy's going to talk about how these are already underway. They're already underway in these countries. Now, let me play this clip. You guys can hear it for yourselves. How How is this transition going to happen? I mean, I, I agree, totally agree that the world order, the way it is built today, doesn't make any sense. That is, it's not in line with the economic powers like India, Brazil, or Germany, you know, that they don't have a, they don't have a, a massive role in the, in the international order. But to me, the big question is, so how we are going to go through this transform? It has to be, it cannot be gradual. It has to be, has to be driven by a, part, for, by a certain shock that will happen. So now we will reconsider this entire no, so if your question is that this period could be turbulent, could have violence, yes. could have conflicts, we are already living it. Yeah. I think the last, the last five or six years tell us that we are going through a rather turbulent phase. Mm -hmm. We have lost a large part of humankind to the pandemic because we were all selfish. We, did, we were not willing to share. We were not willing to cre use the global institutions to deliver uh, responses to different parts of the world. We have lost people. Now, how much more bloodshed do we need to understand that the, the transition is upon us? Folks, folks, you see how they calmly, they're, they're, they're lean back in their desk, you know, lean, lean back in their chair talking about uh, how much more events, how much more bloodshed, literally, literally. You know, it's interesting because when my mentor Dan Pena said it was going to get a whole hell of a lot worse, I just kept on thinking, okay, this guy's off his rocker. You know, he's a little bit crazy, a little senile. He's getting up there in age. He's a little insane. But I'll be damned if he hasn't been right about it getting way, way worse than we originally thought. And, and still saying and reiterating that we still have a long ways to go. And, and sure enough, and I'm going to give you a ex specific example. When this thing first happened in 2020, I'm listening to my mentor, Dan, in his seminars that he's giving, talking about how there's going to be a third and a fourth wave. I'm thinking, come on, Dan, no. What, what the hell are you talking about, old man? And I'll be damned, sure enough, sure enough. And he's talking about... There's a reason why the sovereign wealth funds of China, Norway, I forget the other country, uh, that have asked Dan to come advise them on his sovereign on, on, on sovereign wealth funds. It's because Dan, Dan knows his shit, right? And they're asking Dan, how do they hedge their bets with the different commodities like oil, right? Because Dan comes from making his billions in the oil industry. And... He's getting asked by the, the sovereign wealth funds of these major, major countries, right, on, on what to do, how, how to hedge their bets against oil. And I'll be damned. I mean, he was one of the only people that originally said this. He's, and he keep on, he's still saying it today that it's going to get a whole lot worse. And the worse it gets, the better it is for our program. I'm thinking, holy, you know, how, how much worse can this get out here, right? And then, and then we see the war that took that opened up last year, right? And now we've opened up Pandora's box, right? Because because we don't know how bad uh, the, these events are going to continue to play out. But sure enough, uh, this is creating a transfer of wealth. This is creating a disruption in every single business sector, every single industry, right? Every single asset class is being disrupted. And a transfer of wealth is underway. 
But like this guy said up there at their world government summit, how much more bloodshed do we need? Now, I'm praying for peace, just so we're clear, for everyone listening here. I'm praying for peace, um, and I'm praying that uh, we can make it through this. Because this is one of the biggest dislocations of wealth I think we'll, we'll have ever seen in the world. It's going to be up there. It's going to be up there as far as the transfer of wealth. And what side of that transfer are you going to be on is the main question. The main question, what side of that transfer of wealth are you going to be on? Can, can you survive these series of unfortunate events? Whether they're a coincidence, whether there's an excuse, whether they're real or not. We know some of them are. We, we know many people are caught up in these in these shocking events. And as you're seeing at these at these summits, they're sitting back and with their plans, the rollout now for everyone to see. So I think it's up to us with, with our daily actions, with the businesses that we run, with the lives that we live and the investments that we make to decide which program uh, we're going to choose or have to accept. Because if we don't implement a program, we might have to accept theirs. And that's the whole point with, with where I'm with where I'm speaking from tonight here in the United States of America. I mean, crypto's up to 25K. What is that? Bitcoin's up to 25K. What does that matter to the people of Ohio that are, I mean, we don't even know how bad this has got. Of course, our government's telling us it's good, good to go. I mean, what, what, what the, what's the price of Bitcoin? And I put out another video today talking about the Bitcoin bros. And how funny it is to me that they really think that Bitcoin is the solution to the third world of this world, uh, third world countries out there, that Nigeria needs Bitcoin. As the governments and the central banks try to force CBDCs upon their people, they, they take away the old cash, right? Roll out the CBDCs on them. People don't want to accept it. Like I said, people are having to be being forced into the program, having to accept it. Wow, that was that was crazy. I looked at my time. I'm at I was at 33 minutes 44 seconds, and we had 444 viewers. I don't know what that means on the numbers, but you guys let me know. All I can say is, guys, we are having a prepping call this this uh, February 25th. We're going to be having another prepping call in our Discord group, and this is why we have a full range of value in the Discord group of prepping all the way to being a degenerate trader. And I'll show you my trade at the end of this session. I'll show you what we're doing there, all, all the way to to NFTs, airdrops, uh, XRP ledger tokens, all the way to just how to buy and store the cryptocurrency because God willing, we'll be able to make it through to the other side to see this fourth industrial revolution roll out and we'll be able to benefit from it so that we have the choice whether or not we want to roll in to the CBDC enslavement. You know, you know, part of me doesn't even really necessarily care about the gain so much on silver, just on the ability to operate freely is all I want. Same thing with XRP. I would hope that I can just continue to use these decentralized technologies freely. We have DeFi coming to the XRP ledger. That's going to be absolutely massive. And so I just, you know, continue to hope and pray and fight. And I want to speak out on those that try to resist, uh, try to resist us from uh, allowing this technology to enable humanity to operate on a more level playing field, to move value more efficiently. Versus the opposite, versus the enemy's plan of more control. More control, more forced will upon us. Um, all 
debating on selling my Trump NFTs. Exactly. Exactly my point. You know, we're, we're talking about crypto over here and it's like almost silly when a large, what is it? 10%? The, the, the stats are shocking. 10% of uh, the United States gets its water from that, um, that, that river stream. It's truly incredible. All the way down to, to Louisiana. Yeah. So we're going to be having another prepping call. We're going to see what we can do because, guys, I'm not trying to get caught up in any of these events, right? I'm not trying to get caught up in this. I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to be able to feed my family. And then on the other side of this thing, when they set digital assets free with real utility, you already know what's going to happen. So we're, we're talking with lawyers. We're talking with accountants on that end, building out real businesses. Where do we take that? Where do we take those riches? Where do we take that wealth? God willing, we make it there. prepping call here on the 25th of February. If you guys want to join the Discord group, just head on over to my website, sign up for the Patreon, and you will get access. Now we got this one here. If you think that Ripple posts all of its customers on its website, you're mistaken. There are hundreds of customers who are not listed or even named yet. Now this is Brad Garlinghouse speaking. Let's take it take it away, Brad. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we announce our customer relationships when our partners are ready to announce that mm-hmm. and is part of working with the industry and not kind of trying to surprise them. Right. You know, we, we will make those announcements when uh, we and our customers are ready. Uh, you know, we announce our customer relationships when our partners are ready to announce that mm-hmm. and is part of working with the industry and not kind of trying to surprise them. Right. You know, we, we will make those announcements when uh, we and our customers are ready. Uh, you know, we. I had to play that twice for the kids out there that are all butthurt and, you know, what are you talking about? No banks are holding XRP. Listen to Brad explain what is taking place, guys. When you bring in the big boys and girls, you can't just expose them completely, right? So there's all sorts of NDAs. And and I want to make one point because, you know, getting in these Twitter spaces and seeing the FUD out there, there is some people kind of in the thought police, you know, we call them the thought police, you know, you know, that, that want to tell us what we can or cannot say. But in regards to XRP, they say that we can't call it a reserve currency, right? They say that it can't go to a thousand, it can't go to 10,000. Okay. But then they also say that uh, no banks are using XRP. And then they say all these other things so matter of fact that it's almost as bad as the people that say XRP's for sure going to 50K, right? I, I think it's just as damaging and just as unproductive to say, no, that's not possible. Just because your, your closed mind reality of how this system's going to work tells you it's not possible. Or even worse, you're a market cap bro and tell me the XRP can't go to $7 based off market cap. Right? There's all these people in the thought police that want to say it can't be a reserve currency, it can't be 10K, no banks are holding it, and uh, they're complaining about XRP being at a $0.38 cent price when we have no idea the amount of deals that have happened on the back end. And they say all these things as, as a matter of fact. No, that's not possible. Now, I'm seeing it with the gold back conversation that just took is you know being brought back alive. This is something that circulates throughout the XRP community for the last couple of years. I've seen it circulated for years. XRP itself cannot be backed by gold unless the supply was taken back or 
taken over by someone. It would have to be taken back by Ripple, taken over by someone, and they would have to take over the validators so that they could come on an 80% consensus on backing XRP one-to-one and then setting the price at one ounce of gold. But there is no reason for that to happen when XRP's value is meant to be much bigger than that of gold. Now, on the contrary, you can tokenize gold and put it on the XRP ledger. There are already projects that make claims that their crypto is backed by NFTs that are backed by gold that are backed by trust me, bro. There are already tokenized, tokenized gold already is the, on the XRP ledger, okay? Now, you're on a trust me, bro basis with those projects, but that is a reality, and that is going to happen further. You are going to see more tokenized gold, more tokenized silver, more tokenized every single commodity you can think of on the XRP ledger. But these thought police want to limit how, how big this can get, how big we can dream, and how big we can speculate when we see all these documents, we see all this proof, and we are all speculating, obviously. And I always like to make it very clear. When I'm going over a Q4 markets report from Ripple, I am stating facts from Ripple. And if you want to fact check Ripple, if you want to fact check that, and you don't want to trust Ripple, okay, whatever. I'm reading off data points from Ripple themselves. That is not speculation. But I will talk speculation. I will have fun. I will talk about how XRP could reach a $100 price, a $1,000 price, a compared to what? Compared to a dollar that's dying price. What is the conversation that we're having? A currency debt and liquidity crisis. How do we reset it? What is the real value in this new financial system? What's it going to be settling on? So yeah, I agree. And, and many people that understand XRP and how it works to back XRP one-to-one with an ounce of gold, you would have to restructure and reset and take over the whole supply of XRP, essentially. Right? I mean, Ripple, this is, there's, there's no limits to what can be tokenized on the XRP ledger. So there's all these people that get all riled up in the thought police about losing their minds about XRP going to 40K or going to 50K and being backed by gold. We're moving to a new world. We're moving to a resetting of the, 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 the U.S. dollar and every other fiat currency. The restructuring of every debt uh, held by every sovereign country and held by every corporation and company and held by every person on this planet. We're going to a, a, a restructuring of how we move quadrillions of derivatives. Okay? But these people want to be the thought police. It can't be a reserve currency. Well, Ripple themselves said it's a reserve currency. And I thought that being politically correct, we were allowed to identify as whatever we want. And so I'm here to tell you that my XRP identifies as a reserve currency. <laughs> the, I mean, if we're going to be thought police, we're going to be politically correct. It's the same mentality these guys got. So limiting in their beliefs. So negative in their energy and their vibe. And, you know, I've seen, I've listened to them and you can't even engage with some of these people. They come in so emotionally triggered. Yes, dudes are clickbaiting with Goldback XRP. Yes, dudes are making claims. Just because some one person says something stupid in the XRP community doesn't mean we got to get all emotionally triggered. Doesn't mean we got to, you know, uh, uh, stray away from the fact that gold can be tokenized on the XRP ledger. It already is. And we're going to see more gold tokenized. We're going to see silver tokenized. 
Real estate transactions are going to happen. Metaverse, gaming. Penguins are being traded on the XRP ledger right now. And I agree. There's a whole lot of shit that's being tr built on the XRP ledger. Put on the XRP ledger. Trust me, bro. We got your gold. Trust me, bro. We got something. Um, pictures. Promises of utility. Promises of something. Yeah, I, I would agree. Right? But you're, what you could see is, is institutions start to tokenize gold, start to tokenize silver, and you're going to see vaults that have been trusted for decades. London's Metals Exchange, when they tokenize their vault, when they when they put it on blockchain, when they put, you know, the pallet of gold has a QR code and a, and a chip so that it can be tracked in real time, or however they do it, they melt the chip down into the bar, however they do it, right, you will be able to track the bars, you will be able to track the vaults, and the vaults get tokenized. And these institutional grade custody solutions are going to be coming in. These vaults will be tokenized and you're going to see it on some ledgers. But absolutely, I would agree, you know, that there's, there's, there's no reason to back XRP by gold. In fact, um, that limits XRP's potential to back it by gold, right? I, I think that XRP is going to be more valuable. One XRP is going to be more valuable than one ounce of gold someday. I don't know how, how far away that future is. I would actually, you, you know, I think that the only comparison that we should be making is XRP to gold right now. Um, I, I think that gold, one ounce of gold is a standard across this planet right now. It is a reserve currency. One XRP is a reserve digital currency and it is a standard. And that's the, that's the way that we got to start looking at this, or at least I'm going to. I'm not here to give you financial advice or tell you how to think, but that's how I'm thinking about this thing. Like I said, my XRP identifies as a reserve currency. A reserve digital currency, the new financial system. So I'm going to be offended if anybody tries to tell me, me and my XRP, that it's not a reserve currency because we're allowed to identify as whatever we want. And Ripple themselves said that they're XRP and they're treating it as such. We just absolutely cut through all the Ripple XRP FUD in the Q4 markets report. We did it in a live stream last week. I clipped it up and I just posted it again yesterday, just the Q4 markets report from that live stream. Absolutely cut through all the FUD and nonsense. What are these guys getting confused about? It's clear as day. The success, the progress. You bet it turns me on and gets me excited. But I've, I've learned that we now need to run by every idea, everything that we say or talk about in the XRP community, we got to run, run it by the thought police. There's a chosen few that have been anointed. The XRP gatekeepers. And if they don't approve, we can't be talking about it. Now, a little more speculation from Boldia. Boldia here says, will Singapore be the next CBDC customer of Ripple? We have put four people on the ground in Singapore alone to focus on CBDCs. Interoperability between different CBDCs is a real opportunity for Ripple. And this is from Brooks in Twisel. Okay, let's play this clip. We have a very... Um big CBDC practice. It's now globally based. We actually, within the last couple of months, have put four people on the ground in Singapore alone focused on this. Okay. Months have put four people on the ground in Singapore alone focused on this. Okay. Um, it's an important effort. It's an important suite of products. I think I really, related to this point exactly, is I think as an industry, we got to be careful about ch chasing every single new shiny thing. It, it yeah. tends to dilute business models. It tends to take people off course. 
Um, and we determined that in addition to our payments business, CBDCs are a very important piece of what we're going to do. However, we have found real traction with smaller governments, smaller central banks uh, that need a holistic solution, a side chain, someone to come in from scratch. Can you say device. the names for any? Or? I can give you a couple examples. Cool. Since we're in San Moritz, I'll give you a, a mountain example. Uh, our first MOU is the Kingdom of Bhutan. Okay, was yeah. a very forward-looking king, technology advanced, and basically decided he wanted a better way of moving kind of value around the country, whether or not it was payments or other issues they needed to do, and also to set up a system uh, so they could eventually have remittances back into the country as well. We're working with Palau. We're in di dialogue and working with a number of, of central banks around the world. Um, at the China level and at the U.S. level, there's a lot of people chasing that and a lot of people that have their own sovereign interest in mind, and so you got to be realistic about your impact there. But CBDCs will be an important topic uh, for the entire industry going forward. And the interoperability between them, we think, has a real opportunity for many of us around the table. Isn't that folks, folks, this is what's so important. Is Ripple can have the central bank of China come over. They can have the Fed come over, right? And they can make them get deals done. They can allow them to interoperate, interoperate between each other's CBDCs. This is where you make everyone happy, right? When, when you just tell them, hey, we have a neutral bridge currency here. We have a, a a pile of them, 50 billion or so, and and we can cut you a deal for some, right? Or if you don't want to use it, if you're not comfortable with that, right? Just tap in with our ODO, right? You don't have to you don't have to own it. Just tap in. We can lend it to you. We can lease it, right? We we got opportunities for you. Oh, you want to access all of cryptos? This is why we have a liquidity hub product. So, you know, we're not even going to force you to use XRP. You want to tap into other cryptos too? Or you want to have a multi-chain system on the back end moving value on multiple chains seamlessly? Let's get tapped in. What can we do for you? Here's the contract. Sign here. Oh, you'd like to make an allocation? You'd like 5 billion XRP? Okay, sign here. For this price, these terms. Who else in the space has that going down? where they're getting central banks from both sides of the war at the table, right? Who else is achieving this? Nobody else is achieving this. Jed McCaleb might be meeting in some backdoor rooms. We don't know. It's hard to track Jed McCaleb, right? But who else is, is, is doing this? We got Quant. We got a few others that are sitting down at that global table, right? HBARS showed up to WEF. You know, some guys are making some appearances, Who's, who's actually working with the project and building on the ledger? This is what sets XRP and Ripple apart from the whole rest of the space. Even in my opinion, from Quant, HBAR, and um, Algo, I mean, you name these other utilities that do get me interested. When they walk by, I take a look. But with XRP, we can see the CBDCs being built on them. We have confirmation that they've met with the central bank of, of over 50 central banks they've sat down with. Now, like he says, the wholesome approach, the all-in-one uh, solution that Ripple offers is what's going to really move this thing forward along with the private ledger. This is servicing these, these banks, servicing these financial institutions better than anybody else can. You're providing the best liquidity, but then you're offering a technology suite on top of that, right, that's going to enable them to access all of digital assets and then have the best order routing to the automated market makers in ODL Ripple's ODL product.
absolutely massive. Now, I had to remind everybody, we have to go back because sometimes people forget. And actually, I wasn't even aware of this. This must have happened for just a brief moment in time. But I was aware that XRP had surpassed um, big, uh, Ethereum. Okay, but I wasn't aware that one day back in the previous bull run, I guess, XRP did surpass Bitcoin. Of course, it was labeled Ripple at that time. Mislabeled Ripple should not have been you know, labeled Ripple, right? But, but this is where the confusion comes in. And it looks like it was when it was at the price of $2.38, Bitcoin was at 12764 The market cap of XRP surpassed Bitcoin. See, I didn't know that. I knew it surpassed Ethereum. But I just have to remind everyone here tonight, this was new to me, actually, that for a brief moment in time, and I would actually say, I think this is the only cryptocurrency that has dethroned Bitcoin at one time. So if history is going to repeat or rhyme or future proves past, I think that we're going to see XRP eventually one day surpass Bitcoin. Absolutely. Now, quick update on the precious metals. Got to get them. Gold Telegraph, the second largest gold producer, Barrick Gold, had its output fall to a 22-year low. This is happening as we see a decline in significant gold discoveries in recent years, and gold demand was at uh, an 11-year high in 2022. Gold M&A is coming back with a bang in 2023. Who's making moves? Well, that would, of course, be China. China's gold imports to 2022 hit the largest level since 2018, and this is what's being reported. Remember that all data out of that country is just what we got on the trust me bro basis with them china is the world's top gold producer and still imports large amounts the people's bank of china has reported three straight months of gold buying BRICS is now working on a new reserve currency connecting the dots and let's connect those dots further chinese digital one ripple net right neck and neck with reserve digital currency race right here we have about 20 billion of settlement on Chinese digital yuan. We have about 30 billion on RippleNet. And a lot of that is now happening on XRP now. See, first it was RippleNet. First they get the banks and the financial institutions on with RippleNet. Then they give them the secret sauce. They show them the light. And that would be XRP ODL. And it's going to open up liquidity. It's going to open up dormant capital. And it's going to allow them to save money on those transactions. Now, and then also, you know, it allows them to acquire XRP to use for internal treasury flows to, to just hold as a reserve on their balance. But then if they want to uh, basically uh, put, put any other business solutions that you can think of on a ledger, the only way that they can get the, the guarantee their prices on that would be to acquire some to hold XRP on their balance sheet, if they have a plan to integrate NFTs, if they have a plan to integrate real estate, if they have a plan to tokenize their vault, tokenize gold, tokenize metal, tokenize oil, commodities, you name it. The best thing for any institution, for any business to do would be to hold the asset themselves, right? Now, what we're seeing is very interesting to see. We can put two and two together. Chinese digital one, RippleNet, Far, uh, surpassing uh, Chinese digital yuan for now, but we have a race. This is a digital currency race between the digital yuan and XRP. Now we combine that with the data points that we have central banks like China for three three months here in a row, highest demand in, since 2018. Well, actually the uh, total sum of central bank buying goes back 55 years. They've been, they haven't bought this much gold since 55 years ago when they last reset the currencies. 
And then what did we just hear from Brooks and Twizel at Ripple, right? They're working with more central banks uh, and they already have multiple central bank digital currencies built on the XRP ledger. 50 plus conversations have already been had by central banks. And so it's up to us to connect the dots from there. Record amount of gold buying and they're sitting down with Ripple. Most amount of CBDCs built on the XRP ledger. I mean, we have two so far on the XRP ledger and I don't know any other digital... Um, asset that has more CBDCs built on it. I know Algorand has like Marshall Islands. I know there's consultation happening, a p digital pound, digital euro, consultation, picture, photo ops. They paid their way to be in the digital pound foundation. I don't know how they got in some of these projects, right? But they're there. Maybe maybe they are helping, right? But it's interesting. I, I, I can't find any other cryptocurrencies that have more CBDCs built on them. And it's only two with XRP. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, maybe there's a couple on Ethereum that I don't know about. Um, you know, we know how El Salvador implemented the Bitcoin program. Okay, that was a failure so far. Um, we'll, we'll continue to watch that one. You, you know, and, and so this is what's so interesting is that you just look at the facts. Gold and XRP ready to play a part. Clearly, clearly, clearly. They're sitting down with a company in Ripple that calls XRP the heartbeat of their company. The heartbeat of Ripple is XRP, according to Brad Garlinghouse. And then we play the clip here of him talking about all these NDAs that they can't disclose. When you're working with the big boys and girls, you can't disclose the deals until they're ready to roll. Now, we find another interesting point here for precious metals. This one's from Garrick Morin. Gold and silver open interest collapse to multi-year lows, Shanghai premium soaring to last October's highs, and tonight's gold and silver closed in backwardation, all consistent with every trading low for the past 20 years. Not trading advice, past results do not guarantee future returns. And I'm here to say, guys, not financial advice, but I've had so many people commenting, where can I get precious metals? Okay, folks, if you need to get some precious metals, you can head on over to my website. You can find it at the links in all of my YouTube videos too in the description down below. You can head to my website though. There's a link at the very top that says gold. You can fill out that form and you can get in touch and you can get your precious metals from them shipped directly to, their, to your house. You can also roll over your 401k retirement account. They do have a minimum of 5,000. If you do not meet that minimum, shoot me a message. There's a contact me page on my website. Shoot me a message if you don't meet the minimum requirements. We will get metals to you. Not financial advice. I don't know about that trading setup. He's saying that this is something that we've seen um, that mark the lows. All consistent with every trading low for the past 20 years. And we can see the derivatives moving and suppressing the precious metals as well. So I'm not here to give you financial advice. I just show you guys what I'm doing. And if you need help getting metals, a lot of people have been asking me, get in touch with me. We will get you metals shipped directly to your house. Or if you have the 401k retirement account and you don't want to take a penalty, you don't want to take a penalty on moving your 401k. Well, that's where we can come in and move your 401k on over to precious metals, make an allocation. Okay, folks, massive, massive setup that we're seeing in precious metals. And while the world goes through the shocking events, the Bitcoin boys get to celebrate a little pump to 25k. They get to give you some O-Face videos, a little bit of excitement, a little bit of clickbait. Let's celebrate. Let's turn up and let's check out these charts. I'll show you guys the setup when where I'm at with this thing right now. Let's take a look here, folks. We're looking at Bitcoin on the 15-minute chart here. So this is what took place today. You guys can see it right here, what took place today. 
We back tested 24.3 before we launched back up before 25,000, all the way up to 25.2. 25,200 was where we topped out here today on Bitcoin, and then we proceeded to fall back down. Now, I was actually live on TikTok earlier, and I was down on my trade. I was down on my trade today because my entry point is at 24,000, okay? So my entry point is at 24,000 right about here. And you can see I am back down into profit. Earlier, though, uh, it was so funny. I was streaming on TikTok, and I had all of the TikTok guys in there. Oh, this guy's about to get wrecked, this and that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Boy, that didn't last long. Back into profit on our Bitcoin short here once again. I'm watching it closely. Not financial advice. I don't got any trading courses to sell you. I don't do any of that. I just do doofus more on TA. I take a look at this thing. And as I've been showing you guys, 25K major, major resistance. And we're coming up right on time. We're going to have to zoom out so I can show you guys this. Let's zoom out to the four-hour chart. Let's zoom back. Zoom back. Let's look at our levels. Where are we at? Five days. Five days before that new moon comes in. February 20th. We get that bullish energy. We get that manipulation that took place yesterday. I covered it at the beginning of this episode. Back on up to 25.2. Okay. The Bitcoin boys get excited. And I calmly, calmly am sitting in my Bitcoin short ready to absolutely snipe these guys. And that's what we did. Back down below 24K. Okay. And now we're sitting in profit right now and we're watching this thing closely. Okay. Now you can see. We'll go zoom out even further to the daily chart here for you guys. Let's look at our levels. Let's look at our timelines. Windows of opportunity. It's very simple what we're watching here. Windows of opportunity in support and resistance. I call this doofus more on TA. Okay. Now let me draw a picture for you guys. Can we draw a picture right here? Yeah, let's draw a picture right here. I'm going to draw the picture down here because this would be my target. And that's going to be your moon. That's going to be the new moon energy. New moon brings that bullish energy. Five days before, five days after is the window of opportunity. Sure enough, we go up to 25.2. Coming in right here to this new moon. We're already back below. And if they send this thing back up, I'll just add to my position. I'll just add to my position. I, I probably got in a little bit early. But here we are back below, back in profit. But once again, I'm, a, I'm doing a swing trade program here that's very, very simple. Windows of opportunity, simple support and resistance swing trading, right? Low leverage, but the program has been consistently putting out results for us. And so we're just going to continue. I just had enough. I wasn't trading during this liquidity crisis, but they wanted to pump it back up to 25K. So it was CZ, Binance, it was FTX. It's all these guys, all, all these characters, right? That are running these exchanges, running these platforms. The manipulation clear as day, Justin Tron. I showed you guys how much... Justin Tron sent hundreds of millions of USDC to Binance today, right? I mean, guys, we're watching this in real time. They're paying back each other, covering the loans, covering their asses. Sam Bankman-Fried's about to get his bond uh, revoked because he's using VPNs, he's trading, he's gaming, he's doing all sorts of activities he's not supposed to be doing while he's out on bail. While he gets bailed out by two guys from Stanford for you know millions of dollars. Shows you how tied in he, uh, Sam Bankman, uh, such a good little good little puppet uh, for the cabal to launder their funds through FTX exchange. Absolutely incredible as that's been exposed. But once again, that's what had me out of trading. 
I had enough. They pumped it back up to 25K, all this manipulation. All this manipulation just confirms and uh, nothing has changed on the fundamental level. So it just confirms why we're pumping and then the fundamentals get played out. The fundamentals get played out. The only way that we get wrecked, truly get wrecked, would be a Fed pivot, a 100% Fed pivot and liquidity injection. That's the only way. You know, we can go up a little bit further based off of this manipulation, right? If they're just going to continue for the next few, if they're able to manipulate like this for another couple months, then yeah, I mean, they could send it up to 30K. They could send it up to 30K. But I, I put out this chart here today and I just said no reason to get excited. Absolutely no reason to get excited. And let me zoom out and I'll show you guys what I'm talking about. I'll show you guys what I'm talking about here on the daily chart. Let me zoom out. Let me let me get rid of the moon phase. Let me put the moons away. Let me show you guys this chart. We're right back to where we initially had pumped back up here to 25K back in August, okay? So if we zoom out, you can see, I mean, guys, zoom way out and look at this thing. We get one little pump back up to the level that we were already back at in August and everybody's freaking out. The bottom is in. Maybe the bottom is in, right? But the manipulation is clear as day. This whole thing from this level right here, let me draw one picture. From this level right here, this low that we hit of uh, just under 16,000, it was basically like 15,006. Well, I turned on my drawings. We don't want to see on my drawings. Never mind. But you guys can see this level right here 16,000. Nothing in the fundamentals have changed. In fact, the fundamentals have gotten worse, but the manipulation ramped up into the new year, and that's what takes us back to 25K. But when you zoom out, I mean, look at what we're looking at, guys. This is crazy. now appreciate you guys for tuning in with me okay so like i said we got a lot going on i had rescheduled a session that i was going to do with tokenizer i don't know if you guys know him he's on twitter um very good in the utility research space and uh, a lot of respect for the research that he's put together i rescheduled my session with him today because i, did, I wanted to be 100 for that session that interview and uh you know i still decided to come on my live stream here tonight i just got a little little snivels a little cold that's passing through and so I rescheduled that session for next week, but we got a lot underway. So we're going to do that session next week. We're going to get Andy Sheckman back on. We have a few others in the works along with that prepping call that we're going to have on the 25th of February. And I want to remind everybody, we just had our most recent real estate webinar within the Discord group as well at the beginning of this month. Okay. We're going to have another important weekly call coming up this Saturday. 
this Saturday uh, and every Saturday, I do my weekly call with my Discord group. So if you're trying to get tapped into our community, just head on over to my website, zachrector.com, sign up for the Patreon, okay? And then that's gonna get you access to the Discord group and we'll help you. If you're new to Discord, I know many people in my audience, my range goes all the way up and we love to get the the the, the retirees, the the elderly in, in the group, uh, God bless them. And uh, it's a lot of fun being able to help people that are new to this technology, not understanding how to, you know, work their wallets, how to buy crypto, how to store it. Um, and, and like I said, for those that are more advanced, we're having conversations and webinars on how to build generational wealth with or without digital assets. I mean, digital assets is absolutely part of it. And it's the biggest opportunity in my mind, right? But this is this is a full encompassing uh, strategy here where we're understanding real estate, precious metals, business, prepping is what we're going to be having in this next call, right? Along with our digital assets. So it's an absolute pleasure and getting tapped in with people that are coming with big bags, coming with those, those, uh, you know, real estate portfolios, coming with bigger bag, bags of assets, uh, digital assets than me, right? And, and they're coming in and they're trying to maneuver this thing. And it's incredible the amount of value that's been shared over there over the last two years that we've been running this Discord group. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary, I believe, in um, May. May or June of this year, I think we're going to be coming up on the two-year anniversary of the Discord group. So it's been an absolute pleasure building the family over there. And um, I also want to throw this out. Uh, maybe you guys have seen or heard of the XRP conference that's taking place on May 5th and 6th in Las Vegas. Um, let's take a little look over there, maybe clear up the calendar and maybe make an appearance. May 5th and 6th in Vegas, we're gonna have some sort of XRP conference hosted by Digital, Asset, uh, Digital Perspectives. So huge shout out to Digital Perspectives for throwing down this conference. And uh, we're gonna be talking, I gotta talk to him more on the details of this deal, but very, very excited for this one. Um, one of the first conferences that I'm going to be going to this year. And so I will be checking you guys down there. Okay. But a lot of big stuff in the works. The timeline moving along here rather quickly. And, you know, regardless on, on this TA, have we bottomed out the candles, you know, the manipulation? We've been able to sleep peacefully at night because we already stacked our bags and we've already been building our businesses and we're already moving and doing it every single day, living a life with purpose, right? And, and so I really want everyone to remember that you don't have to listen to the negativity. You don't have to listen to the FUD. You don't have to be confused, right? Get tapped in here with us and we will lead you through to the promised land or we will die trying, you know, I can't guarantee that we're going to make it because we are in a real war, a real battle, a battle for our souls underway. <laughs> um, and a distorted reality that they're given feeding us on a daily basis that we're trying to cut through. I can't guarantee that we survive. But God willing, we make it. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. And we're building a beautiful community. And I'm going to see about holding a special deal for my community down there in Vegas as well. So get uh Get tapped in here, guys. It's on over at my website, sacrector.com. Without further ado, though, if you guys haven't already, please smash that thumbs up for me if you're still with me here tonight. Hour-long session. As always, we run it up for a little bit longer than most. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to zachrector.com 
You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.